And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Another edition of the Metrospective, Pete McCarthy with Tim Britton, and we have crossed the Rubicon, Tim. This is Stephen A. Cohen 2's team. <laughs> nice getting the Twitter handle in there right away. Yeah, it's uh, it's the moment that Mets fans have waited for, for I guess, 11 months, you know, since that, that day last early December uh, when... You know, Tiki Barber is breaking the news about the Mets potentially being for sale. Uh, the deal falling through first with Cohen, but then being resurrected here. Uh, and, you know, this is this is maybe the best thing that could have happened for a lot of Mets fans, even above and beyond a World Series championship in 2020, uh, is just having a new ownership. Well, I, I think something we've discussed is we just we haven't heard a whole lot from Steve Cohen in the months leading up to this, and, and you know, look in, in his life previously, right? You know, you know, some art pieces that he bought, and and stories about you know how he competed for homes and and things of this nature. But we didn't know what kind of baseball owner he would be, and and based on some of the tweets that he put out. I think he's kind of the Mets fans' best case scenario because, and what fans have been hoping for, because he's born and raised a Mets fan and is very open about that and, and put pictures up of him and his family celebrating uh, taking over the team, being approved by Major League Baseball on Friday and Mayor de Blasio getting out of the way. And I mean, he had talked about on Twitter, he wants to win. And then... On top of all that, he's asking fans, hey, how can I improve your Mets experience and going back and forth with some people, uh, the kind of things that we just hadn't seen from the Wilpons. Yeah, a bit of a, a stark contrast from the Wilpons who very rarely uh, engage the public, even you know, very rarely speak to the public in terms of press conferences and things like that. Uh, and, and Jeff kind of famously lurking on Twitter, though not actually engaging on it. Uh, what was your, I, I didn't see, did you get back to Cohen? What was your number one recommendation for improving the <laughs> Met fan experience outside of like signing everyone? Yeah, just sign everyone. That's uh, that's basically what it comes down to. I I don't feel personally qualified to do that because, you know, I, I spent five years covering the team on the radio and then I didn't go to any games as a fan those five years. That was 14 to 18. And then, in 2019, I went to a handful, but like, I'm not the person going to 10 to 15 games per year and paying money out of my pocket and, and getting the full experience at the stadium. So, you know, to me, I'm not the one that should be reaching out saying, hey, you have to do this or that. Uh, but I, look, I love the idea of an old timers day, which Steve Cohen said uh, he's certainly interested in. I like the fact he said he's going to do a press conference. It's something that I can speak to that, hey, you want to find out more about this guy, what he is about and what his vision for the franchise is going to be. So, look, for me personally, that's what I want to find out about initially. And then, yeah, for the fans, I mean, look, he seemed open to 
any and, and every criticism that you can levy at the franchise and uh, how he can kind of put his own stamp on things. Yeah, and this is obviously a honeymoon period for him and, sure. and uh, the fan base. You know, uh, Mark Carrig wrote about his Twitter account in a column at The Athletic on, on Monday, uh, and he mentioned that, you know, Sandy Alderson was active on Twitter for a time uh, when he first became general manager. Brody Van Wagenen was active on Twitter for a time when he first became general manager, and it generally fades out over time. Uh, and I, I wouldn't expect Steve Cohen to be live tweeting like every night, uh, the action on the field or anything like that. But uh, it does speak to how much he's trying to connect with the fan base. I mean, he, he knows as, as well as anyone that a big reason people like him at this moment is that he's not the Wilpons. Uh, and at, at this moment, he wants that to pivot to, it's not just that I'm not the Wilpons, but that I am this other person that you can like for reasons beyond that. Uh, and, you know, he has some some reputational issues in his past, certainly with the insider trading stuff, uh, and probably wants to have a different kind of public relations reputation out there uh, moving forward. And, and as much, yes, you could talk, okay, this is good PR for him. I think what you were curious about if you're a Mets fan, is this guy in it because he loves the Mets and it's a fan who just happened to make a lot of money in private business. And now, you know, like any of us, we can kind of identify and dream that, hey, if I hit the lottery 10 times over, I could go buy the the New York Mets. And this is the way that I would operate. Because I think that's how fans want to view him. But if he was doing it for business reasons, well, you know, that could be a possibility as well. But I thought the way that he went through on Twitter kind of gives you an idea that he does have some fan-colored glasses on here, and that's the way that he is going to be looking at things, at, at least initially here. Yeah, I mean, it's been the, the start you want as a Mets fan, that his opening statement mentioned that free agency started, uh, you know, on Sunday night, uh, and the, the way he's engaged with fans and seemed open to so many of those recommendations, uh, and the way, I think it was, what, $17.5 million that he committed uh, in charitable giving going forward for a small business fund in New York City and paying... Uh, the employees, uh, the seasonal employees, and the, the Mets staff, uh, some more going back to pre-pandemic levels and having a relief fund. All of those things are really good first steps. Uh, they are first steps. Uh, we see how it goes from here, but uh, I think you, you couldn't be happier with the start of this ownership over the first couple of days if you're a Mets fan. And I will say, you know, you mentioned a lot of other people in Mets past that have been active on social media and then kind of walked away from it a little bit. It's a little easier when you're taking criticism of the, the previous regime, if you want to call it that, and say, okay, this is how I could change it, rather than when that criticism is on how you are running things. And you know, that'll be uh, something that almost certainly uh, will come with time one way or the other. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, but the Mets, look, they're poised to have a very important offseason here. Andy McCullough uh, wrote in The Athletic, no team is more pressure to improve this offseason than the Mets. And there's certainly an opportunity to do so with Steve Cohen bringing his billions of dollars into ownership. Uh, the contracts of David Wright, Ioannis Cespedes coming off the books. And you look around the sport right now, Tim, teams aren't in a hurry to spend. And you see that with so many options being declined over the last few days. One that I thought was notable, Brad Hand, who was perfect converting saves this past year for the Indians, pitched very well, a $10 million option. Certainly not anything overwhelming for a closer, a high-level reliever. The Indians declined it. Okay, fine, it's Cleveland. But they put him on outright waivers, and no other team picked him up and was willing to pay that $10 million. So I think it gives a sign this is going to be a very different kind of offseason. Yeah, I mean, that that's... The hand thing is, that's not a, the way you want to start a sentence, the hand thing. Um, the, the, the Cleveland declining the option on hand. His contract was a, was very similar to what like Dylan Batances got last winter, coming off a year where he barely pitched. Batances got, I think, $9.5 million guaranteed from the Mets uh, for the one season, you know, pending the options and stuff. And he has exercised his player option for 2021. So you get a sense of, of how deflated the market might be. Uh, and it, there were good signs from the Mets that, you know, they extended the qualifying offer for Marcus Stroman. I don't, I don't think that's, you, you say, yeah, that's a, a great positive. If the Mets had declined to extend that qualifying offer, I would have thought, well, then maybe they're not going to be as adventurous financially as we might have expected going into this winter. Um, but, you know, they're in a position, it's kind of like there are 29, there, there's two groups of teams this year. There's the teams that are going to be spending and the teams that aren't. And it's kind of one in the first group and 29 in the other. Uh, so certainly at any point when the Mets moved from Wilpon ownership to an ownership that was willing to spend more, that would have been a really good offseason for the Mets. But at, that it's set up to be this offseason when virtually everyone else is tightening the coffers, uh, tightening the purse strings, doesn't want to spend money, then it seems like it's the best possible offseason to be the one team that changed owners, the one team whose owner didn't go through whatever financial losses teams went through in 2020. And that goes for not only players, but for brain power as well. And the Mets can make some big moves, whether it be scouting, front office, analytics, uh, safer metric, whatever, you name it. Uh, they can get involved at a much heavier level. And there is a lot of talent in a lot of different areas of baseball that is available right now. Let me ask you this. If the Mets, they are going to be this one team, maybe there's a handful of teams that are willing to add payroll this offseason. What's the better way to do it? Do you just say, we're going to go out and get our guy, whether it be JT Real Muto or this or that, you know, whatever we got to compete for, we'll just make sure we get him. Or do you kind of sit back, as a lot of teams have done in recent years, and pick at what's left in January and, and maybe go out and sign five, six, seven players to one-year contracts. Fine, you play them, pay them well for the one year, and then they hope that it's going to be a much better market and vaccine and all these different things that would change the scenario for the following offseason. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting 
dichotomy there. You can, you know, maybe you come out aggressively and you say, okay, these are the, the guys we like, uh, whether it's Real Muto at the top of the catcher market, Bauer at the top of the pitching market, and you offer them something close to what they would get in a normal offseason and try to lock them in early. Uh, or do you wait a while, risk losing maybe those guys, but locking in better value for more players? Um, you know, I think it's probably a little bit of a mix. I don't know that they can go out and, and say to Real Muto, Bauer, and George Springer, like, hey, here's here's reasonable 2019 market value for you. Come play for the Mets. Uh, and, you know, I'm not sure that's the best way to build the team. Whether maybe you prioritize one of those guys, uh, and we've talked about it in the past and kind of ranking them, uh, I'd probably go with Real Muto at the top there. Uh, and offer him something like that and then think in in other areas in center field and in uh, the starting rotation and maybe in the trade market you wait you are a little bit more patient and see how things evolve in those areas where there's uh, not quite the same scarcity that there is maybe at the catcher position I saw Monday MLB trade rumors they put out their guesses educated guesses as to where guys will end up they had the Mets signing JT Real Muto to a 125 million dollar contract and the other top 50 free agent the Mets would sign is Charlie Morton. It was kind of one of those guys that it was surprising to see the Tampa Bay Rays decline his option. I think it was $15 million. Yeah, and that that's, I mean, he's another guy. He's probably not right there with Bauer. You know, if you're ranking the, the starting pitching hierarchy in terms of free agents, it's probably Bauer 1, Stroman 2. Morton might slide in there at number three. I don't know how much to read into kind of a mediocre 2020 season he had because, again, it's it's a handful of starts. Uh, he looked pretty good in the postseason up until that start in the World Series, and the Dodgers' offense was just absurd in the postseason, so I don't blame him too much for that. He had a ridiculous uh, batting average against Morton. Like he, he outperformed his ERA based on some of the other metrics. Right. So I think, you know, and that's a guy who, who, again, you're not signing for three or four years. That's one, maybe a second year. He's talked about retirement, uh, really dating back to the time he's before signing with Tampa Bay two years ago. Uh, but a guy who wants to be on the East Coast, if you can get him for a year or two years at a, a relatively reasonable salary, it'd probably be less than the $15 million that, that Tampa Bay turned down. Uh, that, that seems like another pretty good option for the top, for the top of your rotation. Now, look, you know, it's fun. We can talk about these names, and they're realistic. And who knows, maybe the Mets do more than, uh, let's say, Real Muto and Morton. But it's going to be, at the very least, an extremely interesting offseason uh, for these New York Mets uh, across this uh, this upcoming hot stove. And, and we'll see what they can put together. But Mets fans, they have hope right now with Steve Cohen uh, closing on this deal in the the coming days. But uh, we'll have much more over the course of the offseason. Uh, for the Metrospective, I'm Pete McCarthy. That's Tim Britton. Adios, Pete. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.